welcome to Python Up the Misses, the podcast in which we force a woman to watch Monty Python's Flying Circus and related bits and bobs. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And what did we force you to watch this week, Fiona? This this was a good one. Oh, good. It wasn't a force. Though I do kind of want to go through this chronologically. Okay, well, let's start with the fact that this is... The final episode of the first series of Monty Python's Blind Circus. We've done a series. We've done a series. Okay. Uh, uh, Colloquially known as Intermission. Okay. Um, So it started with the um, Undertakers. Yes. Was was that last episode? No, I think it was the episode before. All right. And I was like, oh, this again. And then I went, wait a minute. Where's the It's Man? And it's like the gun barrel. Ah. Anyone who's heard of our other podcast. Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast. It's, uh, the It's Man has become the thing you expect at the beginning and you don't want them to muck around with it. Oh, but muck around with things is what they do. I know, but then he was in the coffin. Hooray! And I was like, aha, brilliant. So that you was actually a, laughed at that. I did, because I was getting angry at no It's Man oh, right. and then mucking around with it. But that was enough mucking around. I quite like that. Oh, right, okay. Creeping up on us and he was in the coffin going, it's. Um, then there was an intermission before the credits. There was. Uh, a short intermission, which was cars crashing. Yes. And then there was credits. The other thing about that It's Man, before we just mm. before we get any further, that is what we've been saying they should do all along, is filming bits that are in other episodes yes. and mixing them about rather than putting them in. There's quite a few bits in this episode that's like, oh, that was where they filmed this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that as a Thank you, Darks. Then the credits, and then there was another intermission. Mm-hmm. Where they plucked the word and put it into some weird head bird thing. Mm-hmm. And then we're at the restaurant with the wife, who was Eric Heidel. Yes. This now, is the cannibal restaurant, it turned out to be. Yes, but um, the wife character was extraordinary, but brilliant, I thought. <laughs> okay, very good. I really, the, the way she just rabbited on... And ended off by saying something completely random at the end of each sentence. It was mm-hmm. just—it was brilliantly done. Don't like that. Don't like that. I'm going to have a baby, you know. <laughs> um, but I couldn't really follow the the plot, as if you might want mm-hmm. to call it that, because um, there was the um, the concierge who went to kill himself, and mm-hmm. then the waiter who came up talked about killing animals. And then the chef turned up and he was the special. And I never got from any of that that it was actually a cannibal. Well, I think I only sure. called it that because eventually the the guy appeared who was the food. The special. Yes. I, it smacked to me of being perhaps a number of ideas about yes, a restaurant all put to, together. It was trying to put... And also that character didn't need... It could have been anywhere. So they didn't need to... The, the wife one. The wife, uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, they were just trying to cram in too many ideas into mm. one... Uh, Although, interestingly, for something 50 years old, it was interesting that when they were pretending it was a vegetarian restaurant, mm. um, it, Michael Palin kind of talked about being, well, you know, it's not for any political reason, we're just smug about it. Yes, and that hasn't gone away. No, well, it's slightly changed, I think, nowadays. It's veganism is often the thing yeah, that yeah. gets talked about. Uh, but interesting that that's, that was something that was there all that time then, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you got any more to say about that? I'm going to go on to the Greek narr- narrator guy who came on at the end. Okay, you go on to him then. So, there's 
Uh, like from a Greek theatre, that, that narrator oh, character. Oh, I had chorus came on. Came on. Um, who was that? I'm not sure. I thought initially it was Terry Gilliam, uh-huh. um, but I'm not sure it was. Terry Gilliam, I think, did come on at the end as the sort of waiter, the young waiter character came on. And I think that was Terry Gilliam. I'm not sure if that was Terry Gilliam or not who was doing the... Well, I certainly didn't recognise him. No. I think it was the same person who was the Viking later on. Yeah, but he just sat there and did nothing. Yes. Um, though I did quite like the line that Terry Jones gave as the special, don't mm-hmm. play with your food. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was quite good. And then there was a... And then the general theme about this intermission and, and um, things was it was... Uh, a cinema around yes. the cinema and um, they want to cram in as many adverts as possible to make as much money and mm-hmm. no time for the film because that didn't make enough money. Not something that you hear complained about these days. It, you know, they, they did it as if it was sort of a thing that people moan about. So you go to the cinema and it takes ages before you get to the actual film yeah. and they're so interested in selling you stuff that they probably wouldn't show mm. the film if they could. Um, not something that I really hear being complained about but maybe things are so Stratified these days. You go in, adverts, trailers, film. Look, if if you like us, you turn up a bit late to miss all Mm -hmm. the adverts. That is true. I don't think they used to do that back in the day. You you couldn't just wander in at any... Well, I don't know, maybe you could. But, um, and also the trailers are so good these days. You think, Mm -hmm. oh, it's worth it for that. that, Yes, yes. um, But I did enjoy the... um, Ident for pearls for swine. Pearls for swine, yes. Again, well, something that, that we get because we remember Pearl and Dean. Yes, there's uh, quite a lot of nostalgic stuff here that I yes. was, I was talk- thinking about, and that's what made me enjoy it, like fondness mm-hmm. towards that. Um, there was a bit of an unfortunate um, Dolly Birds on cars to ad- advertise them, which it was a different time. Yes, but it was a different time. Yeah, so I, I didn't. Enjoyed that. I, I don't remember those. I remember those homemade adverts in the cinema. Yes. Um, no doubt we will speak about them in a moment. Um, but I don't remember them being. Uh, I don't Actually, remember Dolly Birds being involved. Aye, but we probably weren't going to the late night shows. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because I'm sure it's one of these. Oh, that advert goes on with this film uh-huh. this time of night. Yeah, 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 yeah. But certainly the Indian restaurant one. Yes. We've all seen that. <laughs> Only three minutes walk from this theatre. Yes. Now fully air conditioned. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it was a very, um, very homemade style of, mm-hmm. of advert there. Um, the one that I remember, and this was kind of the tail end of these. I wonder. I, I would be interested in when they actually stopped. It must have been the late 80s, maybe even into the early 90s. But I remember that they started to be. Um, the adverts didn't weren't really about anything. You just kind of stuck the title cards on at the end. So I remember one which was an astronaut, like, bouncing about in zero gravity. Mm-hmm. And then he, you see his face, and he kind of goes, oh, and he is looking at a box that is the size of, like, a washing machine uh-huh. that has, like, um, suck, like, sort of spheres stuck coming out mm-hmm. of it, right? So it's like a sort of blobby box, mm-hmm. right? And that was an advert for a cafe, I remember, and it's like, what is this about? But the other one I remember, and this was quite a high-budget bit of film, which was a guy sort of Indiana Jones-like. He had the hair of hat and that, and he was jumping about and sliding down like a quarry. Uh-huh. Right? Kind of sort of works, kind of place that was sort of working, cool, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he scrambled up, scrambling up this uh, hill, kind of this sort of pile of, of, of slate and what have you, gets to the top, 
and has this sort of satisfied look on his face. <sighs> Andrew Thompson, hi-fi, White's Causeway, Kakori. That was, that, that was what that advert was definitely for. So that's got nothing to do with that. No, I don't think we got the delights of that downtown. You just um, had the Chinese restaurants on that. The Indian restaurant, yeah. And, um, and maybe a sort of car showroom or, or something oh, like all that. Right. It felt a bit more like we're sponsoring the, the thing, you know, it, our, our supporters or our sponsors are, and they just mm-hmm. flash the card of the oh, people, okay. you know, not all of them were actually made. I thought more like a safety cut than the theatre. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, we seem to have strayed a bit from... Uh, Albatross! Albatross! Albatross, that I remember mm-hmm. being something people quoted. Oh, yes. As a, as a cult mm-hmm. reference kind of thing. So was it, it was funny? Quite nice to see it. No. No. No, it wasn't. Purely nostalgic that I enjoyed that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, the policeman. Want to come back to my place? Yes, I mean... Insert. It seemed to creep laughter. I mean, it was all canned, but you know. Um, <laughs> was that a live studio audience? Yeah, live studio audience for all these, yeah. Um, and I was just like... Maybe it was a little unexpected that he said yes, but I didn't see what was funny about it. Hmm, I thought it was... Well, it's like he's a policeman. Oh, okay, fair On duty as well. I think these days yeah. he's on duty. In those days it was a policeman. But he's gay. Um, yeah. and, yeah. But there was, there was some nice... And there actually had been in the first sketch as well. Some nice um, riding of the paws to create a bit of awkward yes. atmosphere and tension. Is that uh, what about that, sir? And Michael Palin in a very big suit. Was a he? much more baggy suit than was the fashion of the time. Well, we'll come on to, um, actually, the, I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, then there was, uh, Eric Idle being me doctor, you doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Proper sketch, that, proper joke. It was proper sketch, proper sketch, and he did do it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted the other people to get more annoyed with him. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, no, I didn't. You know, because mm-hmm. it was so obvious what everyone was saying, and mm-hmm. he was getting it wrong. But then I quite liked it when it went a bit off off wall at the end, and he said that he was, or in the middle, um, when he got it wrong, mm-hmm. and then he said like, "I'm Mr. Bernstein." <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, I uh, yeah, I did enjoy that. And then the night arrived with the chicken. The that night takes with you chicken. back. Yeah, we haven't had that for a while. Like, again, true. a bit nostalgic. True, true, true. Um, so no, that was a nice wee sketch. I thought. Okay. And then I didn't quite, I thought we were going to get karaoke of people being the people of history. Well, it's just historical impersonations. Yes, but it was actually the historical people were doing the impersonations. Of some other things, yes. Now, this is when I thought, they just raided the costume cupboard mm-hmm. and then built a sketch around it. Possibly, possibly. What came a, first? We've got a Cardinal Richelieu outfit? Yes. Or we've written a sketch about Cardinal Richelieu. Oh. Cardinal Richelieu's been in before. In, the, in a courtroom sketch earlier on. Yeah. And Napoleon and yes. uh, all the ones they were. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that. But I mean, I think it just looked like they were having fun. Yeah. Like, dress up and, especially with um, Terry Jones coming across as... That, that was my, I think I'm probably my highlight of the episode. Was was Terry Jones appearing as Napoleon as the R101 disaster. Yes. They also had an interesting bit where Michael Palin as the host of the show introduced himself as Cardinal Richelieu singing Petula Clark. Did it did he refer to him as himself? No, he said no, okay, he says first as Cardinal Richelieu yeah. as Petula Clark, but then it was like cut to Michael Palin as Cardinal Richelieu. Oh yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I think that was alright. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um 
But no, I like that one. All right then. Uh, that and then went. Bill Clinton to the kids. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they were very good as kids. They are good as kids. Yeah, they've, 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 they've done it before, before, haven't they? Well. Yeah, but yes, they were. And again, there was the sort of awkward pausings and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, Peeling again, king of the awkward pause. Yes. Um, and then. For that. And then. Um, I when, laughed when it cut back to the being the now he had two and shoes. Oh no, no, before we even got to that bit, All right. when he was like, "I would quite like Raquel Welsh," <laughs> and and the fact that the interviewer didn't go pulled or tell him off or anything, mm-hmm. we actually just grinned. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know, it was unexpected, but I quite okay. like that. But yes, it was funny when they cut to the uh, the adult insurance man. Yes, yeah. at the same height. Yes, <laughs> and and Junkie still being too tall for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did they actually say? They wanted more fairy stories about the police. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a bit silly, but introduce the next sketch. Yes. Which was indeed silly. The silent film about the police fairy stories, which was filmed where, remember the hermits? That was the where the hermits were. Oh, is this what you were saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the hermits were. And that came into probe around on crime and the uh, new uh, ways in which the police are using magic to... Uh, yeah, which was leaked as well. I think this was the Ouija bit of the episode. Do you think? I quite like the Ouija board being rude to them. Yeah. Um, they did have, uh, I mean, it was, they did have very many different examples of mm-hmm. um, dark arts being used and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. that was quite interesting, but, and ways to use a wand to solve the parking and get the lady out of the road. That was okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I didn't. I didn't like it terribly. It was silly. It was silly. It's just silly. Do you not like the silliness of Python? Well, I mean, it sounds l- ludicrous. The whole thing is silly, but yes. there's, there's too silly. Or there's well, so bad, we're getting too silly. Or it's just silly. Silly. Nobody likes a good laugh more than you. You need silly and clever. All right. Okay. And then there's the letters complaining oh, about we, the letters. Oh, we missed the tale of the Hun. Have we missed that one? Yes. Um. I. I mean, the initial concept of Attila the Hun being quite a dweeby man mm-hmm. was quite enjoyable and mm-hmm. wanted to hand himself in to be for, for Yeah. I quite like the sort of double bluff of that of being when you saw Terry Jones's policeman being told that Attila the Hun was there, you kinda of thought, Oh, this guy's crazy and then he came out and was like, No, my name is actually Attila the Hun It's like, Alright, okay, mm-hmm. so what do you want to what do you want why here? I want to report my hand myself in because I am Attila the Hun. Yeah. Like, oh no you are Attila the Hun Very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um but then there's Terry Jones's moustache falling off, and he just put it in his hat. Do you think? And I thought that I thought that was deliberate. I thought that was that was planned that he would take his moustache off and put it in his hat. But well, maybe... he, was, he was trying to stick it back on the whole time oh, they were talking. He? Yeah, all right. I thought that was terribly distracting. Um, mm-hmm. And then he just did that. Um, Fair enough. So I enjoyed all of that, but then when it got to the plastic baggy thing, and I was just like, I'm not quite sure what you know. Is this meant to prove he was a Tilla Hun, and because mm-hmm. he couldn't blow it up, it, it meant he was. Alexander, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. Yeah, that was that was that was just too silly. Okay, but then well, we got into our letters that pointed out how silly it yes. was. Yes, um, but I kind of like think sometimes they use those letters to get them out of weaknesses. <laughs> it's a bit like writing under a drawing you've done what it is because it's that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think bear in mind part of what they were setting out to do was to try to write comedy that didn't necessarily have to conform to 
the sh- to to a beginning, a middle, and an end. And they were, the letters were bit. acknowledging the lack of confirmation. Of yeah, and it would have a flow throughout the show. Mm. So yeah, sometimes it's a bit obvious that they're doing that. Mm. But I wonder also if that's because we've seen other shows that have done that, and other types of comedy that have done that. We are a bit more used to that than they would have been mm. in, in in 1970. Mm-hmm. And then I did quite like this wee cartoon of the car driving in and out of things, things and people and over naked women. Ooh. And <laughs> um, yeah, just it, it pleased me that one because the car often my favourite bit, but mm-hmm. I quite like that one. Okay, I, and that one I like the fact that the guy who came in, the guy kind of shuffled into the letter, pulled the letter, and it all oh, fell yeah. apart. I like that. And then the police car came in, opened up, and just went in and pulled him in. I quite like that. Yeah. Okay. And that went into the psychiatrist sketch. I quite enjoyed him having to try and make a way of explaining to people he was a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of phone rang and and all of that. That, Mm -hmm. John Cleese is quite good at that, isn't he? But again, one of the ones where I kind of wonder, what came first? The idea to have a sketch in which you pointed out and commented on all the cliches of sketches. Or... Did you write a sort of pretty average sketch about um, somebody coming into, a re- uh, uh, into an office and realised you were writing all the cliches and then thought, how can we make this better? I know, let's point out that we're writing all the cliches. I don't know, I, I'm not looking well, to you for that. What do you mean answer. by cliches? Well, like, well, that's what the Terry Jones character was kind of commenting on was, no, 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 you, this is what you always do. Uh, Come yeah, in, yeah. sit down, what do you think's wrong, blah, blah, blah. So he kept coming back to comment whenever that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see what you mean. And see similarly, the fact that John Cleese realised you have to somehow know that I'm a psychiatrist. How would I? How could we shoehorn mm. that in? The nurse could say it. I could answer the phone. Okay. Uh, yeah. how, sometimes we use the same sets for. The oh yes, then that was pointed out in a very remarkable yeah. And then they were just putting glasses on the same picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I suppose it was. I hadn't really gotten on to that's what they were doing. Uh, I watch it on many levels. You know. They were very clever lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went into this quite a bit because that, that was a bit of a, um, a smooth segue into the surgery because that was like a different sketch. Yeah, really, yeah. Uh, with the people squatting inside them. We're verging into silly territory again. Were we? Verging yeah. into it was, a, it was a different time territory because that's that. I think this was also the person that wasn't Terry Gilliam. Um, he was squatting too but now he was a, a person of Asian extraction. Oh, yes. So, you know, we were a bit into, into dangerous territory now. Uh, there. I quite liked when, when the police came in, which was John Cleese and Terry Jones, um, Terry Jones nearly fell over when he came into the right. sketch. Knocked over. I also quite liked Eric Idle's uh, um, spotter, hippie character. Mm. Which is quite interesting because you kind of think of the Pythons as being quite cool and hip and with it. I don't know if they were just writing this as the cliches of mm-hmm. hippiedom and, and counterculturalism, but they kind of seemed to not quite get it themselves. They, yes, they weren't the, the hippie type. Mm-hmm. Well, they beat the university and everything. They were all professionals, yes. weren't they? Uh, so anyway, there we go. Uh, then we were into the... Uh, There's a wee cartoon with the baby. Animation of the smile. Yes, the smile. smile. She's trying to get the baby to smile. Oh, I thought she was just pulling arms and legs off and swapping the heads. And swap the heads. It's, and, and that, see again, this is the thing, and that didn't strike you as being in bad taste, that essentially a child was being dismembered as part of this. Because it, it's an animation? 
And also, it's, it was more like a doll being dismembered. You know, that's how disattached from a real baby it was, you know. Mm. But no, I didn't really think much of that. Okay. Is that how that was how it ended. It was quite a weak ending, wasn't it? And then at the end of intermission telling you that when the series returns, it will be broadcast as a test card and listed in the Radio Times as the history of Irish agriculture. Missed all of that. Missed all of that. <laughs> Missed all of that. All right. Okay. So when the series returns, do you think you'll be watching it? Of course I will. No, but would you be if you were? No, you I'm only doing this for you, darling. <laughs> force you to do it so I don't I mean that's the thing it's it's pleasant enough mm-hmm. that I have no objection to, to carrying on but so far it hasn't revolutionised comedy for you no and I it, I wouldn't be tuning in off my own back right okay so looking back has it been what you thought it was going to be it was weaker at the start than I thought right um and I think you look you remember or the cult thing of Monty Python is all the good sketches, mm-hmm. and you forget how much filler there was in between. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not sure what I had to expect. I probably had more expectations that it would be more similar to the films. Right. Of course, right. you know better. And have a huge amount of silliness in them, but more of a um, a narrative through them mm-hmm. than some of these sketch shows just come out of nowhere and then they're gone before you really figured out what's going on so right. that was kind of less expected mm-hmm. so because there is really no narrative because there's the, yeah. there are certain characters that reappear yeah. but they're more types than characters. yeah exactly exactly so i i thought there would be more um longer sketches right um and things like that okay so looking back over the episodes that you have seen what have been the Standout sketches for you. Don't ask me that. You know I don't recall any. Well, we have a look through this handy guide that I have. Oh, is that why that's here? That's why this is here. It's not just to prop up my laptop. Please, please that roll too. (laughs) You have a quick look. Thick book, guys. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're just looking through. It's got all pictures on that, so you might remember. It's Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, the funniest joke in the world. Any of those? Just this page? Or? No, well, you can flip through the whole... This whole... Oh, wait, that wasn't it, but I like the um, pointing to the aircraft carrier. Oh, yes. And the Ruby yeah, Ruby. Yeah, that's in the second one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Just have a flick through. I'll fill for you. Looking through episode one here. No, Some there's things. nothing Some here. between Whistle Button and Red Crab. Off of two sheds, Jackson. I haven't really got two sheds. Uh, the uh, Picasso Goonies painting. Just some of these box pops generally were very good. Okay. And the pepper pop women, I quite like them. This is the funniest joke in the world. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, okay. We're in episode two now. Is that them? They, yeah. I like them. That's the uh, the uh, sheep, the Anglo-French uh, passenger sheep. Yeah. The with three buttocks. Yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. The uh, marriage guidance counselor sketch. No, it was a bit unnecessary. Unnecessary, you think? The uh, not a working class playwright. I quite like that one. Mhm. And then he was all middle class or something. Okay. The epilogue wrestling. Cartoons. Bit of cartoons. Got the mouse problem. Men who dress as mice. 
Mm. Like to live their lives in nice Terry Jones as a as the farmer's wife. Okay, let's keep going. Keep flicking. Keep flicking, you flicker. Courtroom sketch, Cardinal Richelieu, it all got a bit silly. They always get a bit silly, that's kind of the point. Bicycle repairman. That had a bit of nostalgia about it. Okay. Quite like that. Oh, I like that he was very apologetic, wasn't he? Oh, this is the the dirty fork sketch. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then got a bit silly. The naughty children's book, children's uh, story time book. No, I don't remember that one. Okay. Sort of Jack and Ori style. Yeah, kidnap newsreader. No. Nudge, nudge, say no more. Oh, no, I quite like that. Ah, see, there was some, there was some that you liked. Him getting dressed, that was quite mm-hmm. funny. What's this one? This is all about the uh, eating great paintings. No. no. Getting dressed in public. Yeah, that, in public. that was quite funny. Went on for quite a bit, that one, didn't mm. it? I think that was the first one we started like to realise how good Terry Jones was. Mm. Uh, although he was, I think he was quite weak in this one. Self-defence against fresh fruit. That was quite funny. I quite okay. enjoyed it. Oh, this book one I quite liked. Oh, Lemony of the BDA. Secret Service Dentists. No, didn't it start, have you not got this book? No, I have no book. You know, you yes, know. I haven't got any books. Yeah. It's a bookshop. No, it's mm. not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That to now, right? This is um, Confuser Cat. No, 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 doesn't like that one. Um, smuggling. What's happening here? I don't remember much of this one myself. Silly job interview. I quite enjoyed that. I little bell. Quite okay. like that. That's still a silly job interview. Who's that? I don't know. It's not striking any chords with me. The police raid when they're all policemen. Or maybe they're not all policemen. Are they? Are they're they? They're all in the gang. Oh, the the illegal robbery. The the plan. Oh, it had to wasn't be, even illegal. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I quite enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a man turns into a Scotsman? Yes. And the uh, Native American in the oh, audience. In the he, that was quite funny, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhat culturally insensitive. Well, yes, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Slightly bad. Camel spotting. How many camels have you spotted? No. None. I don't think this is making good podcast material. Well, maybe if you did it quicker. Okay, I'm trying. Take a pen out, man. This is, this is the man turns into Scots when they mean to win Wimbledon. No. The invasion of the Boulanges. No. no. That okay. was just silly. An army protection racket. Got a nice army here. It's a shame it hasn't happened to it. Nope. Right, this just got silly. Hermits, quite like the hermits. They're more funny. Dead parrots. Dead parrot sketch, that's classic. More dead parrots. Mm-hmm. Hell's yeah. rannies. Nah. Oh, which is the gangs that keep left signs? Come on. Man with tape recorder up his nose. The llama. 
the uh, Double Vision Mountaineer. You quite like that at the time. Lumberjack okay. song. I like the Lumberjack song, but a lot of that's nostalgia. But if you watch something um, now, you'll have. A, you think you might have nostalgia for some of this. No, you have to be a childhood future. to be nostalgia. You have to be a childhood. You have to be in childhood. Yeah, but we can introduce Tommy. Right. Okay. Uh, lingerie shop robbery. Uh, lion, uh, vocational guidance counselor. I did quite like the vocational. The guidance. man who was running to Venus and jumping no, the channel. No, no, that was just silly. Didn't like any of that. Right, uh, the woman with many lovers. That was quite funny, yeah, actually. Great. That's a bit of a forgotten one, I think. That's not when one he, of the ones that gets talked about. He wakes up and then goes to sleep again. Yes. All right then. The many Undertaker sketches, the Agatha Christie sketch. Mm. This was this was the episode that I think we were least no, enthusiastic maybe. about. That it felt like a lot of offcuts stuck together. Mm. <laughs> the oh, I like well, the yes, um, the Batley Women's Guild recreating yes. Battle of Pearl Harbor. Yes, yeah, people falling past windows. Though they were quite good in that, but I think they're just getting credit because I remember it because it was only Ken Shabby. No. Oh no! I quite like the uh, the Germans in the oh, yes, in the bed the, near me. Uh, the, yes, uh huh. Mr. Hilter, the upper class bit of the year show. No, I didn't enjoy any of that. Well, I did, but you know, not not of note. Minister falls through the uh, Elf Trust. No, we're in our. No, in episode. this episode. What was the best in this episode then? Um. What did we talk about? Me, Doctor. Historical impersonations. I think mm, the albatross. What was before the albatross? It was something. Uh, probably this one. The oh, the, the, the cannibal restaurant. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. We haven't gone through who was the best character. No, we're going to do that now. Okay. Although I don't think I think this was actually where it was very much an ensemble. Um, you know, no, no, nobody's particular performance stood out for me. I wouldn't have said. John Cleese, uh, he was he was the husband in the cannibal restaurant. He was selling the albatross. He was the policeman that went back to his place. He was the nurse, pay me doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he must have done some famous impersonations. I think he did uh, Ivan the Terrible, cutting someone in half again. That would have been expensive, and we they just whipped through it. I think actually the one you haven't mentioned, which was him as a psychiatrist at the end. Oh, psychiatrist. Because okay. when he was like looking sheepish about what to do, I mm-hmm. thought that was quite good. All right then. Uh, Graham Chapman um, was uh, a frequent diner at the restaurant. Um, he was Florence Nightingale in the historical impersonations. No, nope. uh, he was the insurance man uh, being interviewed. Um, he was something in Attila, Mr. Attila the Hun. He was the surgeon. I think that was probably his best performance, was being the surgeon. Yeah, maybe. He was surgeon. cutting open the uh, the man. Uh, Eric Idle was the wife in the restaurant. That's got to be a contender, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I think he, he was knee doctor. Well, that's pretty good too. He was uh, Julius Caesar as Eddie Waring in the famous historical impersonations. He was one of the schoolboys. He was the robber in the police fairy story. Um, no, it must be the the wife. And he was the hippie. The wife. The wife. Okay. Terry Jones, the the food in the restaurant. Yeah. Um, the albatross man who was buying the albatross. Mm-hmm. He was something. Oh, he's Napoleon, the famous historian. I think that was good, but that was 
he didn't was, need to do much. Yeah. It was more the concept that was good. Uh, he was a policeman in the police fairy story. He was one of the schoolboys. Uh, oh, he wasn't, sorry. He was um, the sergeant, Mr. Attila the Hun. He was the Napoleon guy in the um, psychiatrist. Mm. Not, a, not a big Terry Jones episode, that one. But mm. when he was in it, he made a bit of a mark with that Napoleon as their 101 disaster. Um, Palin, I'd say Napoleon, not okay. that you're waiting for an answer. Uh, Palin was the maitre d' of the restaurant. Um, he, was also, was, he asked the policeman to come back to his place. He was also he the... He Cardinal Richelieu. And the introducer guy. Yes. All of that. Two boys. Um, See the schoolboy that wanted Raquel Welsh? He was. I think I, I'm going to say that. More than Mr. Attila the Hun? Yeah. Or he was in the psychiatrist sketch. Well, he was the man who was being operated on. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, as I say, I think actually they were finally an ensemble yeah. there without any one of them uh, sitting forward. Okay. So, um, the idea is that we are going to continue. Yeah. Are you ready for the next thing that we're going to watch? Of course I am. Excellent. Well, if there's nothing more to be said. No. Then all that remains to be said is join us next time when we will introduce the second series of the Python. Up the misses. Bye. Bye.